fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. This is the Fade You Podcast, episode 46, May 4th, 2021. Welcome to the show. Hello to all the dads out there and the moms. My name is Matthew James. I am joined tonight by Kmart. Hey, Kmart. What up, man? May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Hell yeah. I, I, was, I was driving to work this morning thinking about doing the pod tonight, and I said, we're going to get it early tonight. Star Wars Day. Yeah. Did you do anything cool for Star Wars Day? Yeah, I watched the Bad Batch. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's silly, but I mean it's it's Star Wars. So <laughs> it's cool. I thought you were gonna say maybe you like played with your lightsaber a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Lightsaber's still at my parents' house. The wife wouldn't let me bring it. <laughs> One too many toys. Exactly. <laughs> not, not enough space in the little apartment for all my damn toys. All the toys and action figures. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll Chris Duke. <laughs> Chris Duke. Uh, you're singing. That's part of our intro and outro now. I don't know if it's going to bring tears to people's eyes or make them want to kill themselves. <laughs> Is it? Do we switch it? We switched it. It's so, it's so good. I didn't even know we we did that. The Beatles might be rolling over in their graves, but <laughs> no, it's good. Sorry, John. Sorry, it's Paul. It's epic. Well, yeah, thanks epic. everybody for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Fade U Sports. If you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe. That helps us a lot. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or somewhere else, click that little subscribe button. You don't even have to listen to it ever again. Just subscribe. <laughs> That'd be great. Just fast forward. Just listen to Chris Duke singing and then just fast forward the rest. That's fine. That's actually okay. Mm-hmm. You'll probably not get as dumb if you don't listen. But if you are <laughs> listening, we appreciate it. We'll be poopy afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to the poop. Uh, Kyle, you um, you were pounding the table for a long time that Mac Jones was not going to be the third overall pick. Now I was recording you as that pick was happening and it was hashtag not Mac Jones. So I want to just let you celebrate and say, I told you so and talk about how hopefully people made money. Well, if you didn't listen to me for an entire month, you're an idiot and don't subscribe to us because I don't want to be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if (sighs) I mean, I won't lie. My first bet was on Justin Fields. Tried to get that plus 170, went down to, we'll just call it even. So put a hefty amount on that. So I think after it was all said and done, I I won a few shekels. But, you know, I took my own advice, just kind of pounded Lance and Fields. Um, more Lance because that started dropping and Fields was got up to plus 500. So I didn't need to keep pounding that but uh you know found myself into a fun little hedge because kind of like I said there's no way in hell they're gonna draft Mac Jones um and now all of a sudden you're seeing all the talking heads saying how great of a pick it is and just their narratives change it it kind of reminds me of you know watching Fox News or CNN you know it's just all bullshit that they say they're being told to say it so 
ESPN must work the same exact way. They're just being told by somebody because they know it's going to bring people in. If they just say, oh, yeah, say the Niners are taking Jones because I just I just don't know what the hell that's about. Um, I don't know. I think I think Greeny had it right all along. And then, then there was someone else. God, some I forget who it is. Some some older guy, Dan Patrick, I think. I think he had it right, too. But those were the only two that called Trey Lance. And and I mean, I wasn't 100 percent right. I mean, I really thought thought it was going to be fields but i thought lance was a good hedge because of that rumor mill coming out on how they wanted to keep jimmy g so it made it made a lot of sense why it would be lance and i said that on the last pod so i'm not going to go over it again but yeah yeah i told you so well tell me about it man are you excited the niners have a dual threat guy i'll be excited once he takes the field um you know don't really have that much tape he looks exciting it kind of it kind of reminds me of of the Patrick Mahomes because I rem- I think we were watching that together, Matt, when the Chiefs jumped up to pick him. We're like, what the fuck? Like, okay, because I think that was the same draft. The Niners traded back for Solomon Thomas and still got Reuben Foster. Well, yeah, because it was the Trubisky draft. Yeah, yeah. So you and I are kind of on a sky high, like, oh my god, Niners doing it. You know, first first draft with Shanahan and Lynch, and and then. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid jumps up to take Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech, and it's like, yeah, he's good, but big damn. twelve quarterback, yeah, damn, number eleven, shit. And wow, so I mean, I see some, I see some parallels with Lance. Um, you know, sit a year, learn, learn behind a pro who learned behind Brady, and I mean, everyone said it. Garoppolo's a great quarterback. He just can't stay on the damn field. So this is, this is exciting. I mean. Niners haven't had a guy like this since Steve Young. And I know Colin Kaepernick, but he he didn't have the accuracy. He was he was great for a while, really rode the coat hairs of our defense. Um, was spectacular, you know, in those first season, first couple of years until teams got game tape on them, and then you saw those struggles. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully Lance can uh, as our boy Cox would say, can uh, break the matrix and you know help us bring a couple championships. Okay, you say he can learn for a year, and that sounds nice, but I just – I have to think one way or another, that guy's going to see the field this season. Oh, yeah. You, you, I mean, they're probably going to run run him some plays like the Saints would with Taysom Hill. I mean, he's too athletic not to just get out there, you know, run some double reverse passes, you know, just some trickeration stuff. But, I mean, I unless it's a blowout, I see Jimmy G or he gets injured. I see him – unless somehow we're five and five, but I mean, assuming we stay healthy, there's no way the Niners aren't winning games and you don't just pull a guy when you're, I mean, that, 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 that creates locker room chaos. I don't know, so man. He gets hurt again. I just, I just don't see them saying, all right, Jimmy, you're going to start the first four games and whether you're four and oh or own four, we're bringing in Trey Lance. I mean, I, I don't see that happening. I can see it happening around week nine and 10, but I mean, that's, that's only if we're like five and four and kind of mundane and whatever. What if they get the Chargers trainer to puncture Jimmy G's lung and then <laughs> Trey Lance has to start and then he's awesome? I mean, yeah. I mean, again, like 
if something happens to Jimmy G uh, week three, week four, and we can see him get ushered in like Herbert last year, um, there's a good chance Jimmy G doesn't get another start. It just seems to me. I just don't see if he stays healthy. I just don't see them saying that, that that's just not good locker room morale. I don't know. I just don't like that shit. Every season, these rook and Chris, tell me if you think I'm blacked, but every season, <laughs> these guys get on the field one way or another. These rookies, like whether it's Tua last year in Miami, because Fitzpatrick's doing great. Nope, we're going to go with Tua. Or whether it's Herbert because of some crazy shit that happens. Or so I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be injury related. I don't know if it's going to be maybe they're underachieving and oh, we're looking for a spark. We're going to get Trey Lance. I don't know. Chris, doesn't it seem like the rookies always find a way on the field? Yeah, it's almost like they're like, hey, if this guy's going to struggle at all, which, you know, Fitzpatrick's crazy because he always like finds a way to be like magical. But then, you know, to a, like, you know, they flip flop them. If I could see Shanahan being like, you know what? Like, if freaking Jimmy G's not doing what he wants because he has such a high obviously like he was there he tasted the super bowl he has such a high you know want for winning i could see him just be like hey if i think this guy's gonna give me a better shot throw him out there you know what's the worst worst they can do is just put fucking jimmy back out right uh worst worst he can do is let him see ghosts like sam darnold two years ago that's why you don't just rush a guy out there. I mean, again, look what look what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. He didn't he didn't come out there until like week sixteen when they're sitting Alex Smith, and he came out. And I'm pretty sure we faded him in the Super Contest, man, and we lost. Probably we just were like, come on, oh, first, first start, start, yeah, Denver defense, yeah, yeah, and he he torched them, and we didn't really think much of it until the next season. It was like, oh. That guy's really freaking good. So I think it's going to be a situation like that unless there's, you know, another, God forbid, uh, Jimmy G injury, which his history will say there will be. So, so but okay, <laughs> if you're Jimmy G, you sat behind Brady for a while and now you're the starter and now the team traded up to the third overall pick and they drafted who everyone knows is going to be a replacement at some point. Do we know, like, I'm sure Jimmy G is a competitive fuck, but do we know that he's going to play well with knowing the dude behind him is going to take his job at some point? Like, we don't know that. No, could only assume. I mean, competition is supposed to bring the best out of you. So Supposed to. I don't know. I want to prop on how many games Trey Lance would start. You should ask uh, Mr. Mr. Director. At John Murray. Ask him. <laughs> we fade you wants a prop for <laughs> Trey Lance game started this season. What would you bet? What would you feel comfortable taking over with, Chris? Oh, it'd have to be low. It'd have to be like one and a half or something. I'd hammer the over. I, w- I was going to say two and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'd hammer the, I, I just, and Kyle, I get your point about Mahomes sat for a year, but, and that wasn't that long ago. I just think the pressure from the outs and maybe it's different with the Niners because Shanahan and, and uh, 
Lynch have the job security to have such long contracts. It's not like Chicago where Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are getting fired after this season if they don't do well. So maybe that's the difference is that they're stable and they can afford to be a little bit patient, but it just seems like every year we see the rookies that get taken in the first round all end up making starts. And maybe, and I just think it's a little bit different than even like three or four years ago. I mean, look at it this way too. Last year, the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Rogers played the but, whole season and he's older and yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. But Jimmy G's not Rogers. Yeah. No, but I'm just yeah, saying, I'm just saying like Jordan. No, it's not because Jordan Love is a, was a much higher touted prospect than Trey Lance. Still, if, if Jordan Love were in this draft, the Niners probably would have drafted Love over Lance. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, but you have to admit that if Aaron, like most books would say that Aaron Rodgers is probably the quarterback that means the most to the point spread, like out of anyone in the league. Jimmy G to like Mullins, not big deal. Rodgers to Love, I mean, we're talking probably huge value swing, you know, so. Even Mullins, I mean, that's ridiculous. Jimmy G is like 22 and eight and the games without him were like three and 13 or something. So, I mean, that I get your point, and I've seen I'm just it. saying the point it, spread. It's yeah. just, I know it's just ridiculous because that son of a bitch doesn't lose. He did last year, three and three, but he was well, injured for four of them, except in the Super Bowl. We don't need, <laughs> but let's not revisit that. Yeah. <laughs> you had gone so like great, great so first podcast without bringing that up. <laughs> The way you said, yeah, was so sad. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. I want our guys, uh, I want our friends at Turtle Sports to weigh in on this. I want to know what they think. How many games, because I know you guys are going to listen. Um, they're Niner fans as well. And they're like us. Good podcast, by the way. But check out Turtle. Yeah, check out our check out our friends at Turtle Sports if you haven't listened to their pod yet. Uh, they record in a bar, Chris. Fuck. Let's go record with them. How right. long have I been saying we need to do it at Max's? I know. Yeah. We need to do we need to do that. But anyway, they're Niner fans, so they, they listen, they check out our stuff. Um, I want to know what they say about how many games Trey Lance starts this season. If it's one and a half, two and a half, I'm for sure taking over. Whether <laughs> it's injured, yeah. Mr. Director, watch yourself. <laughs> All right. That was good. That was good uh, conversation. Kyle, what were your other takeaways? Just so here's what I hate. And I think this is the dumbest thing in ESPN sports center shit draft grades. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Cause how the fuck do you know? So Kyle, <laughs> give me your draft grades. I'm kidding. Everybody gets an A because <laughs> yeah. we, like you said, we don't know yet. The only, like, honestly, Neil and I, texted each other during the draft and it was just like huh we were kind of like dumbfounded that the Bengals passed on Sewell and went yeah. with went with Jamar Chase but it's like fuck man that offense is going to be just lethal and then you kind of knew that they were going to try to still sure up that line they did that in the second round but they didn't they they passed up I mean just the talent that they missed out on. They missed out. I forget the Stanford kid's name, but he went one pick before them. And then they had to settle for someone who I don't even know. And just, it just feels like a reach. So that 
I mean, I mean, a plus obviously for Jamar chase, but just in the way they did it, it just kind of neutralizes it out. It's like a, it's like C's get degrees, man. You get a C minus, but have fun going maybe seven and nine and possibly having Burrow break his other knee. Seriously. You want to watch what happens when a quarterback is under duress all the time and doesn't have time to stand in the pocket and make plays. Watch the last fucking Super Bowl. How'd that work out for Kansas City not being able to block? Yeah, and that's even with a mobile quarterback. Exactly. So, yeah, we talked about that on the last pod. Yeah. That they should take Sewell, but they probably wouldn't because it's the Bengals and they'll make the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, like I said, you can have a C. I mean, you got Boyd, you got Higgins, you got Chase. You still got Mixon. If they can just be somewhat respectable on that offensive line they could have something i could see chris do you could you see the the Bengals being kind of a trendy win team win total over team because of the hype from like jamar oh burrow's back jamar chase they got all these weapons could you see that being kind of a trendy team total over that's funny i was just thinking i wonder if the Bengals will just be a little bit of scum again and we'll just be able to take them if den fades them <laughs> and he takes the takes the Ravens and the Steelers and stuff against them because he still thinks they'll suck. I mean, just Matt, even though Jimmy G, to go back on this, even though he took us to the Super Bowl, how bad did he look that year? I mean, he was afraid of taking hits. He didn't look fluid in the pocket. I mean, he that ACL tear was in the back of his mind, and Burroughs ACL tear was way more severe. Yeah. And Jimmy tore his going out of bounds, taking a hit. Later in the season, too. Jimmy G's was like at like week three, and Burroughs yeah. was later in the season, so he got less yeah. recovery time. So it's – man, I mean, hopefully he's more mentally tough because, I mean, that's – I mean, that's big. I mean, the, stepping into a throw and you get hit, I mean, you're – that's always happening. It's happening probably seven out of ten dropback passes. And are you going to trust that offensive line? Yeah, exactly. That, like so, – do we have win totals yet? Because wasn't it – I remember being a little shocked last year. Wasn't the Bengals was like four and a half or something? And, uh, you know, because – and everyone's thinking, oh, God, it's going to go over. They got they got, they got Burrow. Burrow. And, of course, it what did they land? Do they land three or four? Uh, three and 13, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They, we, we looked at them a couple pods ago, but we'll have to look at what they have maybe been changed to post-draft. But – and look at the division the Bengals play in too. Like the Browns are still going to be good. Like I don't think right. they're going to take a huge step back or anything like that. They got a lot of talent. Uh, the Ravens are going to be good. Steelers is going to be interesting to see what happens with them. But it's not like the Bengals are in an easy division where you're automatically going to win a couple more games. But anyway, right. that's Bengals that's another five four eleven and one. Oh, they had the tie. Okay. <laughs> so if you had four and a half, fuck. <laughs> Okay, Kyle, we kind of went off on a tangent, but what other kind of big takeaways from the draft? Uh, kudos to the Bears trading up to get uh, get Fields. Um, crazy that he didn't go in the top 10. And it's kind of funny, I was listening to ESPN on my break this morning, and I guess that stung the Vikings. They were hoping he was going to fall to 14 for some reason. It's like, man, you really want Kirk Cousins' replacement? Make a move. They just... Or two chicken shit to put in some compensation to get that pick. So 
Wow. Good for the Bears for, you know, going for it. Definitely. Um, we'll do another – yeah, we'll do another win totals pod soon. I mean, people are excited about football right now. The draft just happened. It's going to get real slow for a while in football from here. So we'll do another win totals pod soon before people kind of take the summer to focus on other stuff. Speaking of other stuff, we'll talk a little – talk a little baseball we'll talk a little nba uh we'll take a quick break and come right back all right man we need to re-record that anchor ad we love anchor anchor's great they they honestly make it so easy check them out if you want to be like us and start your own podcast but we really do need to re-record that so let's do that soon let's do it (laughs) let's do that soon we wanted to talk a little nba uh there are Six, seven, eight games left, depending on the team. Kyle, are the Lakers going to be okay? Yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, their two best players just just got back from, I don't know, four to six week uh, vacations. And, I mean, this team was playing, I don't know, not quite 50-50 ball without them. But for a stretch there, kind of win one, lose one. So they were finding their own identity. Now you – bring in two ball hawks so it's it's going to take time they got to get comfortable they're out of game shape they're i mean they might be two of the best players in the league still screw you lebron um but (laughs) you take you take a couple weeks off i mean that's that the speed of the game truly um it it takes you a couple games to get used to and game shape so i think I don't think they're going to win it all this year, but I mean, I think, I think they'll, they'll still make a push. I think they'll still be competitive. We've got seven games left. They'll probably go four and three. I don't know if that's good enough for the top six spot, but I don't really care if they're in the play in tournament. I think it would be funny. I even think it would be funny if funny if they lose. Uh, I got my championship last year in the year of Kobe's death. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And I hate LeBron and I, I don't honestly don't care. I kind of, I don't know. It it would be kind of fun to see him, you know, lose. And then maybe Steph Curry hits a 60 foot three point buzzer beater to beat him in a, in the uh, whatever winner take all second round game. So I, I don't know. Chris, do you agree? Are they going to be fine? I agree with uh, Kmart that I uh, don't really give a shit, but uh, I think they will. I think they'll make a push. Any team with, I mean, you never know if AD is going to stay healthy. You feel like LeBron's going to muscle it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be good to have the Lakers competitive. People are always going to want to knock off the champs. So it'll good. You know, be nice if they get in there, win a series, get to maybe the semis or the finals in the West and, uh, you know, people want to see him knocked off and LeBron will want to prove he's still on top. So it's good. The league's good when, uh, you know, when the Lakers are in there. Can I say oh. one thing? Yeah, so, and then I have some things to yeah, say. No, this, this isn't even about that. But honestly, these TV conglomerates, like, fuck off. Like, I live in Orange County and I can't even get a goddamn Dodger or Laker game on ESPN because it's blacked out because of fucking Spectrum or Fox Sports or whatever bullshit deal. Yeah. It's like, Fuck what is, them. I mean, come on, treat your fans right. This is, this is half the reason people don't give a shit. They still want to poke fun at Colin Kaepernick and all that BS. Like, who gives a shit? 
it's it's this tv sponsorship money bullshit like they're just in it for themselves they don't give a shit about the fans and that's why fans don't show up anymore and that's half the reason i just don't give a shit like last year like kind of meant more because of some bullshit pandemic you know the tragic death of kobe so it was like yeah like i'm all in i'm back to okay not cheering for lebron but i'm a diehard lakers fan so i wanted to see it same with the dodgers diehard dodger fan but to not be able to watch these games, it's bullshit and a rant. Yeah, I don't know if that happens in any other cities. I guess we could ask people on Twitter, but I'm like, is it, are we the only ones we can't watch? Like, every time I try to go to a bar and tell someone to put the game on, it's fucking blacked out. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Can't even watch it. Chargers, all this shit. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. I am curious. If that happens elsewhere, I mean, the LA teams are going to, they're going to be on national TV more. So that's, I guess that's like, part of it. Well, cause like even, even my father-in-law, when he was, he was saying when he's in Denver, like he can't even get like the Rockies game or, or, be, or actually no, it was, he couldn't even get the Giants game because somehow in Denver, it's still close enough to San Francisco where it was a local game. Like that's how far out it stretches. That's how crazy it has become. Yeah, it's going to get even weirder, too, is, like, these network or the leagues have new deals, like, like the, the NHL is going to be on ESPN and TNT next season. And so is ESPN going to put a bunch of shit on ESPN Plus, and then that's going to be behind a paywall, and then what if you're blacked out there? So it's just kind of going to be a mess. Yeah. Anyway, that was a rant. Nice work. Thank you. Can we go back to LeBron's an idiot? Yeah, go. <laughs> so, first of all, he comes back and gets hurt. And he right before that, he's, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be 100% and get shut up. I mean, mentally, <laughs> it's never going to be 100%. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, the play in whoever created the play in tournament should be fired. Like, yeah, easy for you to say when your dumbass is in danger of actually being in the play in tournament. Did you did you right. see Fuck someone him. posted today where a year ago, like last March pre-pandemic, he was saying like how exciting it would be for like the seven through ten teams to just duke it out because they're just all right there. And now sounds about right. And now here it is because I mean we all remember last year and that's kind of why they did it, you know, with that long layoff. And this year, I honestly, I mean, I think it's cool. Um you know, there's too many teams tanking. I honestly have, I kind of like it. Um, you know, it gives, I mean, th- think about it, Matt, like Kings who haven't really done anything in a long time. Yeah, and, thanks. Well, I'm, I'm just saying like, as a fan, like, isn't that still cool to like make the play in tournament? Oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. God forbid we make these games actually mean something the last few weeks, like last week of the season. So you can't just coast and sit out every game before the playoffs. God forbid they create a tournament where you actually have to try hard the last week to make sure that you're not in the playing tournament. I mean, when did players start complaining about everything playing playing games? Like this is Mm. what you so-called love to do. And I mean, what happened to these, you know, hardcore guys who wouldn't miss a game like AC green, you know, he didn't sit out shit. And now you got all these guys. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, come on. Like, if you, it's a joke. Can't be considered one of the best players if he can't even play all seventy-two games. 
and that's this season. Like, and I get it. This season schedule sucks. I mean, it, it, it is. People are gonna be hurt because you're playing too many games. Like you're playing what six games in nine days. Like that's stupid. But to your point, there's a lot of complaining, and it it just it's just a bad look coming yeah. from guys who, relatively speaking, have it pretty good. Yeah, and that's why, in words of Donald Trump, their ratings are plummeting. <laughs> like I don't know, Chris. Do you think the playing tournament's cool? I mean, it's it's kind of like a. I was kind of not a fan of because, uh, did we have that originally back in the our day? They didn't do the plan for the the round of sixty four for the no. NCAA, no. right? So that was something they added, and I was originally like, eh, but I kind of I kind of like it because it makes you. I like it. Hey, you're a bubble team, you know. Now I didn't think UCLA was a bubble team this year. I thought they should have been in, but obviously, look at that—a bubble team made it to the freaking the end that's amazing so i mean i'm not a fan of maybe teams like 10 12 games under 500 playing in it's like come on man let's like make sure it's like within reason but i think teams that are scrappy and that like want to play like we said like we i used to dream like i used to dream i would love game days i'd want i'd want to hope we had a double header for game days all i wanted to do was play a game and try to win so yeah i mean uh these guys that you know, don't want to go home and watch the playoffs. They want to play in them, you know, and try to knock someone off. So, yeah, why not? More games. More games for us to bet on, too, as sports bettors. So, fuck it. Well, yeah, betting on a, a single elimination game, like, that's that's pretty cool and kind of hard to think about from a, you know, there's going to be all eyes on, on the game. Den's going to be playing it. What's going on with Den, by the way? He doesn't bet for literally three weeks and then he comes and makes one play he loses and now he's gone chris explain this so he also um lost <laughs> and i felt Whoa. bad because i felt bad because i texted him i said bang I, I told you guys in one group text i i was watching i was working on saturday and i finished up work i said i'm gonna go watch the fucking kentucky derby have a couple modellos and this guy says bob baffert horse 12 to 1 i said fuck yeah so i i made 240 off bob baffer i text den and i look at his horse account it's down 250 so he keeps <laughs> losing on horses i think that's why he's a little discouraged still owes a lot and he lost on horses then i give him a free play one free play i give him fucking loses nice marlin bet <laughs> and uh, so i think he's just you know he's waiting till uh nba playoffs but hopefully um maybe i'll tell him hey we got another free play coming to you we'll, we'll find out a way to get him betting more but right now he's just laying low chris there are guys on twitter ready to contribute to the gofundme to help Dan. <laughs> right especially when it's been three weeks he comes back with a with a loser that never had a chance i think they were down seven zero before he could blink yeah but uh yeah no it'll be good uh everyone that's following us just stay ready i'm gonna text him i'm gonna be with him he loves basketball. Him and I used to, when we worked together, talk basketball all the time. He was a baller, so he he will be betting. Um, I assure you, come come NBA playoffs. So just like he was hardcore in March Madness. So stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, and NBA season wraps up on May sixteenth. Uh, that's a Sunday. That's the final day of the regular season. So hopefully, shortly we'll get Dan returning. We'll get him firing on NBA playoff games. Got it. Was it the 
think it was the Clippers Nuggets series last season that he just flip flopped all series <laughs> and was just on the wrong side every time. Oh yeah, and uh, totals too. He'll he'll find overs that he likes. He won't be on any under. So prepare your your anuses for some unders. There's going to be times when you think, God, these teams are going to score a lot, but he's going to take the over 222 or whatever it is. And we're going to need some clanks. And, you know, teams tighten up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, come playoff time. So That's true. A uh, little bit slow right now while we're waiting for the NBA season to end, the NHL season to end. You know, baseball, we're kind of picking our spots. But, Kmart, are you pretty much just kind of holding off until the playoffs start? yeah yeah it's that's why i've been kind of hit and miss i mean it's no secret i've been a little off in the last what 10 10 days uh i think those picks went two and one yesterday but i'll fire here and there as i just kind of look at you know who who's still you know surging to you know make a playoff push or you know clinch a seating you know those types of games but um yeah for the most part pretty much just going to try to do my homework like I do at the end of college basketball and get ready for uh, the tournament. And Chris, you got to just, we got to start looking at MLB poop. Yes, it's been good uh, this far. We've had some that have been great. We've been posting some poop in NHL too. And they've been scrappy. So it's been good. We'll keep our eyes out. This is right at the heart of the season. You got to love the heart of the season because before, like right now it's hard to find, the huge teams that are like way under 500 and why is it so smelly, but come the middle of the season when a team's 20 and 35 and a team's, you know, above 500, but the team that's dog shit is like only plus one Oh five. It's just a big bait line. So here comes, once we find more of these bait lines coming up, we'll, uh, we'll share them with you. Yeah. I think the one that you and I talked about yesterday was the Orioles and the Mariners, right? The bait. The, oh, mm-hmm. they're going to dangle that little carrot. Mariners minus 130. No problem, right? Nope, lose 5-3. So we'll keep an eye on those. We'll sharpen up on some of those bait lines and get those posted out. And uh, it'll be a good baseball season for us. Anything else, boys? Uh, Lehigh football rules. <laughs> oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> All right. I'm on Twitter at Matthew James 87. If you followed me, you got three and O hockey with poop. You got Red Wings puck line two days in a row. And then you got Sens money line yesterday. I felt really happy about that. And then uh, strikeout props too. DeGrom got scratched today. So no DeGrom, but we'll keep an eye on these guys like Burns, uh, like Glass now, these epic strikeout guys, Bieber. Kmart is at Kmart's underscore angles. Like he said, sharpening up for NBA playoffs. Chris Duke is hazmat suit 23. He's going to start tweeting about poop soon, or I don't know what we're going to do to him. If he doesn't start tweeting about poop, I'm going to start tweeting out my dumps every morning. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a fucking bunch of poop today too. We already, <laughs> Matt, you asked me about the Pelicans lose outright. They make them favored again. They cover Kings come off a huge win against the Mavs. They're laying five. Easy win, right, against the Thunder. Win by four. Folks, if you're not taking poop yet, 
you're not winning probably. You're probably like Dan and you think you can find the right spots where these favorites are going to win. Guess what? You don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does. Vegas wins off poop all year, every year. Go out and find something disgusting and hammer it <laughs> and at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. On that note, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the pod. Follow us on Twitter at Fade You Sports, and we'll catch you guys next time. Fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. This is Fade You.